Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hey, check this out. So, since we couldn't handle gun control like anything, oh my god, the privacy debate is back in the question. Facebook has my data. Other firms have my data. They know me. Help. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, J360 Legion, and welcome back to the J-Man Show here for episode 51. I am your host, Jay, of course, and it feels so good to be back here on my real platform that I know about to talk to you all. I'm sorry that this episode was late, but you know, I was busy working on J360 Radio Live, which will be coming next week, in addition to making sure that the Cyclone was ready and... Man, I got a lot. I got a lot of stuff to do. Schedule's been kind of off because I was doing double time at the day job, but now I'm back, and well, I see that a lot of things have gotten more ignorant since I've been gone. <laughs> I mean, what would a lot of these ladies out here telling Tristan Thompson to go f himself because he cheated on Chloe? You know, a woman that really could care less about anybody, and all of a sudden has this legion of fans out there. You know what I'm saying? And they go to the Cavs game and they boo the man, which is about the only time that the Cavs will ever have more people seat filling than a little bit because the Cavs can actually play some ball. But you see, once again, it's the off-court activities, not exactly the game time activities. And well, if you take a look at Tristan Thompson's game from time to time, I mean, that shot he put into Chloe was kind of the best thing he had going for him. But the thing about it is, is that, see, I feel no sympathy for anybody from the Kardashian family at all because... They go for these guys. You understand what I'm saying? You take a look at Kim. Kim went with Kanye. Kanye is a very toxic person when you can see what he does. I mean, remember she bought him that car and he ended up wrecking it and all the wild stuff he does. Now, granted, he's a better husband now. I mean, he has to be. She done gave out at least, what, three of his kids? Well, actually two. The other one was a surrogate. But still, at the same time, and the only reason why I know that is because everybody talks about it. But, like, this whole thing with Chloe being cheated on, I mean... You saw who she was married to before, right? Now, you take a look at her and you realize, do you need to shop at the same store for these brothers? I mean, she used to be with Lamar Odom. And we all know Lamar Odom had his problems. I mean, she was so into Lamar, like she was going to be called Khloe Kardashian Odom. Remember that? 
And then all of a sudden the issues happen and then all that stuff just went swept under the rug. And then all of a sudden she went out with another ball player. Come on, man. Like I, I don't have any sympathy for this. You go right back to the same market to get these same dudes and you know damn well that, you know, they're around women all the time. They're on the road and everything else. Like you might meet some people that are actually consistent and faithful while they're on the road, but Tristan Thompson isn't one of those guys. And as you're all busy there slinging mud at him and stuff like that, you should know that she's been with him since 2016. And of course she was going to fire out a beautiful baby girl, which she did, which by the way, I would say congratulations on that. But if you think about who is the father of this kind of stuff, and you see the way that the father's behaving, I mean, it is what it is. Like, she picked him. She could have had anybody else she wanted. But nope, she went right back to the same factory, got herself a baller, and well, he done shot more hoops and more draws and more women than you think. But, you know, it is what it is. He got caught, and a lot of y'all are so bitter and willing to defend Chloe. It just It's interesting. You know? But on the other side of the spectrum, you take a look at all the people that find out that Facebook and other firms that, you know, use advertisement has your data now where they can go ahead and say, I know what you're into, so I can go ahead and sell all of these great deals to you and everything else. But you see, it's the same damn controversy that it's always been. And then again, you can't really call it a controversy because this is how Facebook makes their money. This is how Facebook and a lot of these firms now make their money. By going to you and saying, hey, you know, we can make a deal like that. Like, take me for instance. Okay, filmmaker and radio host. Of course, I'm going to get nothing but advertisements for like blue microphones or another one for black magic design or maybe like something from Adobe now and again. I mean, it is what it is. But you see, the thing is, it's a fair trade because as we put our data out there, we willingly sign up for this stuff, right? And if you take a look at the privacy policy that they have, because all of them should have one, and you see exactly how that all works out, you're giving them information about you, and they're giving information about the things that you like. It's a fair trade sort of thing. But you see, the problem is is that you got a lot of people out here during the digital revolution. When that happened, everybody and anybody had the ability to go on a platform and make a voice, especially the ones that don't know how the internet works. And since you got a lot of those people out there, they see how this goes down. Apparently, there's some fetishes that they're into or whatever. (laughs) You know, like a foot... Let's be nice, all right? Like, maybe a foot fetish that's out there that they're into and they don't want nobody to know about. But they keep looking in that area because, you know, there's just the itch that they just can't scratch. So they go ahead, they look into other things. They look into hentai. They look into all those things that should not be out there. And all of a sudden you're thinking this. Oh my God, this is public information now. Somebody already knows about it. My viewing history. No! Not the brows! Anything with the brows. But you know the thing is, is this, right? It's give and take when it comes to the internet. Or pretty much any transaction. And so when you're like giving them... The ability to know this data about you. You know, the only one you can really blame is yourself. I mean, you went on this whole thing about taking the quizzes about, like, what kind of superhero you would be. Or, what's the day you'll die. Yeah, people are that morbid on the internet. Big surprise, huh? But you see, like, when you go ahead and you do these quizzes and these extracurricular activities. Or you sign up for the games on Facebook. Which can be addicting because, you know, you're doing multiplaying. But the thing about it is... Of course it's getting information from you because this is a business and people are wanting to make money. You see, the thing about it is we're like inactive shareholders to a point. Or we're active customers, but we're inactive shareholders or something like that. Because, you know, we keep giving them money, but we don't get any returns on that. 
or we get a return in the form of, hey, if you like this game so much and you already bought the premium version, how about you look into these other five games which have premium versions? And you don't have to buy them. You can just try them out. But if you like them so much, how about going for this deal? I gave you a discount on this deal so you can buy into it. All you got to do is just sign up for it. And since you are a Facebook member, you can go ahead and you can just slide on right through. You see what I'm saying? See how interesting that is when, like, they use that um, NLP to go ahead and figure out exactly how your mind works so they can go ahead and say, this is the enticement, you know, and I'm enticing the deal for you. I'm making the deal sweeter so you can come in and join in. You know, um, the would-be president kind of does that. Actually, he's not really, he's not a president. Um, Let's see, the 45th retrograde, he does that. Remember how he sweetened the deal for all of you so he could become, quote, president? Exactly. So, see, like, none of the stuff that he was going to do was going to help or benefit anybody else around here. He ain't did nothing since he's been in there. And now he's going on this whole trade war debacle, which is going to cause a significant implosion and kind of mess up progress around us, but you already knew that was going to happen. Anyway, I mean, he's already messing up progress when it comes to, um... God, what else did he do recently? It's something... Oh, yeah, that's right. He's going after Amazon now. Because, allegedly, Amazon hasn't been paying their taxes. Or Amazon's been withholding money. Or just because we like Jeff Bezos better than him. Because Jeff Bezos is actually commending to a service that we all use. Yeah, and you're probably sitting there saying, well, you know, Amazon might have my data. Yeah, most likely they do because that's what we use. I mean, when you put in the information for your billing and your shipping, you know, on the other hand, it does go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff. You got to think exactly what your digital waste is in addition to your real life waste. Because if you take a look around you, you know, we do make a lot of waste and reality around here. From our trash, from using the tools that we use, the boxes where the stuff that we buy come into, and it all starts to pile up after a while, and then we wait until like maybe Wednesday or whenever trash day comes around, and you know we have that stuff stored out there and it's got to be taken somewhere. The same thing applies to the internet to a point. Of course there are ways that people track you and got information. There's always somebody watching you. You should know that anyway. The Patriarch was made for that sort of thing. In addition to... Um, providing security for you all i mean don't you feel safe when somebody's watching out for you yeah but you see the thing about it is when it's not on that play field where somebody's watching you and stuff like that then all of a sudden you start to get a little paranoid you start to say why are you watching me i don't want you watching me this isn't right this isn't what i asked for this isn't what it's all about for me but in a way yeah it is because you feel safer when somebody's watching out for you to a point and then the thing about it is as you put that stuff out there you see Full transparency, you're not going to get that anymore. There's always somebody looking at what you're doing. Even as I'm producing this show right now. I'm sure the FBI has something on my head. But you know what? It is what it is. They're on everybody else's line. Why not mine? You know what I mean? Just lucky, I guess. But you see, the thing about it is, is that you should deal with it. You know? Deal with it accordingly. Like, as I see Zuckerberg going over there to the Congress and sitting on his booster seat and everybody talking about how robotic and how like crazy he looks and stuff like that you know it's funny right you guys are taking the time to clown him i mean it ain't too hard to do that i clowned him too when the social media came out or what was that movie called yeah the social network social network when that came out i was clowning all about that because well you see i'm like well even facebook has a movie now how about that huh but you see like as you're all clowning him right you're still using his service. 
The man is still in charge of Facebook. And all of y'all were sitting there talking about this. Like, oh, well, I, we got to leave Facebook. I got to get off Facebook. I, I, I got to get away from it. You didn't go nowhere. You weren't going to leave. Because as soon as you found out that they had your information, which you should have known from the get, and you're sitting there saying, oh, well, well my, my, uh, the, uh, the, the people got information about me and I don't like that. A lot of places have information about you. Equifax has information about you. And they had a breach not too long ago. Remember that? So think about it. A lot of stuff has information about you. And as generous as we all are in the human race, we were nice enough to keep trading that with them every time we do something. You see what I'm saying? Every time you use your phone, you're transmitting data all over the place. Like I said, if you were so heavily into this technological boom here, chances are they've had data about you for a long time. And the thing about it is that as it keeps storing up, You'll be sitting there saying, well, gee, um, I, I wish nobody else knew about this kind of stuff. I, 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 and then, oh, wait, wait, wait. The beautiful part. The GPS, right? See, some of you on Facebook, you're nice enough to even have a GPS locator on there. So you let everybody know where you're going and where you're at at that time, you know, in real time. And then you see that one person that you don't like from work or that other person you don't like from school pop up where you are and you're always wondering, how does this person know? I mean, little did you realize, like, just because some people are in your friends group doesn't mean that they're not a part of other people's friends group. And the thing about it is that you got some people out there that are associates of other people and they were nice enough to add them. So whenever they see your information on their page, chances are that information transmits over to their page, too. So they already know where you are at that given time. So as you write that you checked in at this hotel and that person says, you know what? Yeah, let me just go ahead and bother this person for a little bit. And then, like, ride by or pop up into where you're at. Don't be surprised. What you should be able to do is turn off your geolocator, but a lot of y'all are just so into yourselves that you don't do such a thing. But you see, that's how so many people get so much information about you and don't even know it because you're not being tactful about yourself. You see what I'm saying? So you got to be in control of your data. But then again, you weren't really in control anyway because, you know... You were so swept up by everything else that goes on there or seeing certain ads or seeing certain games or seeing what sort of drama is on Facebook. You forgot that you're in the crosshairs too, unless you really pay attention to what you're doing. And I mean, this isn't no different than when um, Google had their whole controversy, among other controversies. Remember when allegedly you found out that Google had all of your information and your data too? It's the same damn thing. It's just that this time they have a face to go on instead of a board. You know what I mean? It, it is the po- most popular social network. I remember when uh, Google was trying to do Google Plus back in the day. Well, it's there, but, you know, it it wasn't what it was supposed to be. Remember, it was supposed to be the one to actually stop Facebook. And then you... <laughs> oh, God, it just didn't come together like it was supposed to. You see, the thing about it is I'm in a laughing mood about all this because... This isn't exactly news. This is just stuff that people should have been aware about from the get. I mean, it's kind of like when you look at the Bill Cosby trial and now Janice Dickinson made her appearance and everybody's going ahead and making her look like a big hero. Now, not to say that Janice didn't go through things, and she's a very beautiful woman. She she did go through some crap. But as I see what's going on now, I see like this whole thing has become more and more of a circus than need be. Now, am I going to say that Co- I don't believe Cosby did it? I mean, no, that's kind of far-fetched. I mean, the rules are right there that he did do it. And it's a shame that he did because 
the man at one time was a pillar of the black community. And not only that, he actually did do a lot for education and television. You know, and I'm not just talking about the Cosby show. I'm talking about Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. I'm talking about when he was on the electric company. I'm talking about all of those great things. And then his comedy was really good at the time. But nope, everybody's on this narrative. They think of him as a rapist now. So that's all they're going to think of him as, as a rapist. You know, they're not going to think of all the accolades that he's done. They're not going to think about that he was a doctor of education. They're not going to think about any of that. Or was he a doctor of humanities? Either way, he's a doctor. He's technically Dr. William H. Cosby. But, you know, everybody calls him Bill Cosby or Mr. Cosby and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the truth is, is that as we sit here and we finger point and we blame at each other, I kind of hope that we keep due process along, <laughs> even though due process doesn't work for certain people. And I do mean like minorities. We, we have to fight to keep that alive because remember there's two sides. There's the written law and then there's the unwritten law. And it seems like everybody loves to practice the unwritten law more often until they get caught in some stuff. Then they want to talk about the written law. And it's a shame because see like everybody, what everybody wants to do is just go ahead and just do things the old way. They want to do them Salem witch hunts and trials and stuff like that. Oh, you know, and you've seen it from 45 because that's all he ever wants to do. He just wants to go after everybody on anything that he can think of at the moment and throw all this stuff up so that we don't know what we're doing. You know, and I mean like we don't know in terms of like us as a country don't know what we're doing. Because the thing about it is, it's like we should be keeping an eye on him. We should be keeping an eye on this cabinet that he's trying to rebuild. I have never seen this before, right? Have you ever seen it before where like within the second year of your administration, and I'm using quotes on that word, of your administration where you go ahead and you fire just about everybody that had something to say about you and go ahead and try to find other people to bring in? As a way of rebuilding. He's not working on like a pro sports team. Okay. This is a little different. This is for the well-being of the federal government. And (laughs) and I'm trying so hard not to cuss on this episode. But this moron is just finding more ways to waste taxpayer money. To find all these other unqualified people. Because guess what? He can't handle nobody that's just as powerful as him. That has um... You know, the ability to say, you know what, what you're doing is wrong. And none of this makes any sense. And you're not benefiting anybody. You're not about people. You're about money. And you're about blood money at that. Because you don't mind running people down to the gurney to get some. And the truth is, is that that's what he's about. And then you see, he's not the only one. Because there's a lot of people in this stuff that have hands in on this. And wouldn't mind seeing this stuff wreck apart. And, like, you can see it from the Stormy Daniels thing. You can see it from... The, another doorman that used to work at Trump Tower sort of thing. You, you can see all of this. And uh, we as a country, since it's not as interesting as what the Kardashian family or any of that other soft news crap does or whatever headline news tells us because they're a credible news source. I mean, after all, they're spun off from CNN. And the thing is, they only tell us what's, you know, what's on the headline pretty much. They're not going to tell us in depth what the news we need to know is. We have to go and look for the news we need to know. And most likely, the news that you need to know is going to be on the public news front. And they're trying to get rid of that. You can kind of tell because it's like, oh, well, there's there's some money in that. Um, I, I can go ahead and get rid of Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean they're actually talking about the truth? Oh, we can't have that. I'm going to put a stop to it right now. And you know, the thing about it is, is that you shouldn't even be putting a stop to it. 
I mean, just be honest. You should be able to take the criticism. As old and decrepit as some of these people going into public office are, they should know what the way things are. But then again, because some people, I guess they didn't give them as much love as they needed to back in the day. That's why they're so quick to want to destroy the world. If anything else, like even Howard Stern said that Trump should get the F out of the White House. And it's true, he should. Because he's not doing anything for any of us. I mean, I'm sure some of y'all will be like, well, well, what was Obama doing? Well, Obama wasn't golfing as much, and he wasn't going to like this secluded resort that isn't really being taken care of. And not only that, he isn't trying to pick a fight with everybody either. And then like when there was a travesty that happened, he came out and he spoke to the people about it. Trump has yet to do that in public on a few things. And then when he has done it, he's done it in such a sloppy way. He's done it in, like, you can tell he's reading from the teleprompter. But you'll see, like, where Trump does it on Twitter all the time. And then you're, like, probably saying this. Oh, Jay, well, you know, he doesn't tweet on Twitter all the time. Yeah, but he says a lot of junk. Whoever's doing that for him and stuff like that, they doing it because they know it's job security. But at the same time, they probably feel it on the inside saying, oh boy, this is wrong. This is some BS I'm putting on here. Oh my God, this is the worst thing that they could have done at Twitter is max out the 140 characters. <laughs> but you know that, and it's just not surprising. And then he uses Twitter as a weapon anyway and goes after all of these corporations that are so scared. The ones that really bowed down underneath of them because, you know, they, they're afraid that what he says is going to ruin their business. And in a way it can because... You know, once again, the good American people who were not thinking clearly gave him absolute power. You see what I'm saying? And thankfully, he's not a king because if he was, oh man, a lot of stuff would go wrong and things like that. And I wish people would quit calling him the God Emperor like he's from World of Warcraft or some stuff. Because the thing about it is, he's not a God Emperor. He is human. Yeah, in some weird twisted form of a way, he's human. And like when you look at him and stuff like that you'll realize that when he took this job, it wasn't going to be all of his way or no way. He's trying to make it his way or no way, but he still got some rules to follow. And the thing about it is, if we all really cared about the way the country works and really studied up on like how certain people made rules to go against such totalitarianistic rule like this, you can go ahead and say... Wow, we really messed up because we didn't read this all the way through. And that's why you see like people like Ted Nugent coming up and saying all this wild stuff. And he's going to try to go ahead and get him a public office to be in. You see? It's just so sad. Because, you see, like, I look over at Ted Nugent I'm like, okay, if you're such a damn gun nut, if you're so good about your weaponry and the Second Amendment, how come you weren't serving with my dad instead of draft dodging, huh? And I can say the same thing about Trump, too, because he dodged the draft. You know, it's just amazing how many people are running to support these people who, A, don't care about them, and B, aren't even about the idea or the goal that they're about. Build the wall indeed. <laughs> need to go ahead and build a wall. Wall's already built because, see, a lot of people don't associate with each other like need be. And then comes the idea that he's saying, oh, hey, they're coming over here. They're stealing our jobs. They're bringing drugs. They're rapists and all that kind of stuff. And you look at him, and you're like, well, hey, man. If you look at it from this way, and you see how spring break is with all these damn crazy-ass college students, and rich college students, I might add, going into Cancun every time, there ain't no Cancun America here. You understand what I'm saying? They go right up in there, and they get drugged out, they go ahead and they cause more trouble in Mexico than we do. You know, the Mexico does coming in here with us. They just want a better life when they come in. 
And the thing about it is, because immigration doesn't know how to act, and if you think our law system is crazy, take a look over at immigration law. That really needs some work to it. And it's so underfunded, that's why they're able to come here. And then the thing is, is like, you know, when they're over here, they should have the same opportunities, but they should also be regulated in a way like we're regulated. You know what I mean? But the thing is, it's not going to happen that way because the money that gets put into the government is never being used for the upkeep of the government. And you can kind of tell. Like, you see how many derailments and bridges falling out and stuff like that? And that's supposed to be infrastructure right there. So that flow chart that he showed everybody with Moon Chin and um, Elaine Chow standing there with a big old smile on their faces, <laughs> they didn't do nothing. Didn't implement anything about it. And you look over at McConnell and you're like, hey man, that's your wife. Why don't you tell her to go ahead and work for us and get this stuff worked out? Because the upkeep has to be a little bit better than this. Well, you know, you're, you're should look into your state government for that. Ah, uh, you know, Nick, son of a... Anyway, look. When you go into this sort of situation here, you gotta take a look at, like, what's really happening around you. I know a lot of y'all are still soaked into your own narratives. Some of y'all are still soaked into the Khloe Kardashian thing. I've already talked about that enough, but if you really look into this kind of stuff, you can see that the dystopia is becoming more and more prevalent as we go about these days, because, sure, he talks a big game about getting some work done, but no work gets done. It's kind of like when you go to your day job, and you see, like, how all those territorial people are, and you're the new guy there, and they're going to do what they can to try to go ahead and put the screws to you, because you're the new guy, and you don't really know what's going on, but in a way, you do know what's going on, and then you're, like, looking around, and you're like, okay, the only thing I know is, I know that we have to work together as a team in the book, but I know in the unwritten law here, these fools are going to try to get rid of me so what i'm going to do is i'm going to watch my own ass i'm going to go ahead and keep looking for another place to go to while at the same time do my job and then all of a sudden just keep on pushing myself to where i need to be because you got to go ahead and make your credibility look good in addition to the credibility of the department that you're in because for some reason though if you're not a part of that boys club people really start looking at other people that way they'll be like you know you just never really were in with the group with us so um yeah i'm gonna do what i can to oust you or i'm gonna do what i can to make you look horrible because you know i'm woefully incompetent and i have a small penis i can't handle it you know what i mean i can't handle competition like that yeah, that's what I see every time I see people like Trump doing their things. Because there are a lot of people out here like him. You understand what I'm saying? And that's why they exemplify with him. That's why they um, you know, are synonymous with him. Because the thing about it is, they don't like any sort of challenge whatsoever. Even if they know they're in the wrong. And what's so sad about the whole thing is, is that we as a people can do so much better. We as a people can actually push back from this. Now, I don't know why it has to be a complete calamity before we actually get this knowledge. I don't know why it's like, you know, every time it's always some BS. And it gets to the point where you're like, you know, the idealism is not a problem here. You're just so much of a cynic, you just won't allow yourself to be idealistic. You see, with me, I kind of have to pivot between the two. Now, you probably notice there are some times where I'm really cynical on this show, and then there's times where I'm optimistic to the point where, you know, anything can happen. You see, I'm not feeling that way about this presidency. Oh, no, no, no. Matter of fact, the farm has been bought on this presidency. I'm just trying to ride it out to get to the 46th presidency because I hope that we find somebody that can actually do the job. I don't even care about political parties anymore. You understand what I'm saying? Because remember, for every dumb Republican, there's a dumb Democrat. 
And people love to get into these offices, get these powers, so they can push these agendas through. And you look at some of these agendas right here, and you realize that it doesn't benefit anything. It just gets them into history books. It sounds really good, but it's an idea that does nothing more than screw somebody over. And what's so... Sh <laughs> I almost cussed again. But what's so crap about that is, is that we are the ones that are really getting screwed. And then there's the future after us. You know, when you really think about it, because, you see... The generational gap is a very beautiful thing because when people get of a season age, they always talk about like how the newer generation isn't doing anything right, only a bunch of screw ups or lazy or whatever. But the thing is, is that we of the previous generation, we made it easier for them to do that kind of stuff. We, we have our whole concept mixed up. So like when you see somebody from Gen X being mad at somebody from Gen Y or somebody that's a baby boomer being mad at both generations, you got to take a look at them. You got to say, all right, previous generation, it's your fault for doing it. Yeah, it's your fault for doing it because some of that debt is mostly yours and I'm going to have to make payments on it so that I can go ahead and try to get my life together. But I have to also go into debt so I can have that better life because of college and whatnot. You see what I'm saying? So in the end, we're just shoveling around the same old debt. It's just this time, it's just more interest involved. And then you take a look over at the other generation, and they got nerd to want to say, oh, that's the lost generation. They don't know what they're going to do with their lives because everything's in a state of flux. I mean, you used to have a pretty good job and retire from it. Nowadays, you got to go to college. You got to do all this other stuff just to have a pretty good job. And even then, those people behind the desk, they'll look at you and say, oh, yeah, you got everything here. Yeah, all the right notes and all that kind of stuff. But, um... Unfortunately, uh, somebody else came in. I think it was my son. You know, I'm all about nepotism. I'm, I'm going to have to let my son go ahead or my daughter go ahead and have this job just so they know how to work. Um, and also, um, yeah, see, you, you got everything that we want, but I, I don't really like you. I, I don't want you to have this job. Um, oh, yeah, I see everything that you have qualified, but I think you're a little too qualified. Matter of fact, you're overqualified. You see what I'm saying? And you could have a master's degree, and you could have pretty much a doctrine at this point just to get a pretty decent job. And it's the way they want to go ahead and do this kind of stuff. That's why unemployment's still a thing. And it's because of a tidbit of what I just said right there. You know what I mean? It's so sad. See, professionalism should be making a comeback. If you see, like, all this stuff going on, like, but then again, I remember, I live in a society where there was a Bowling Green incident that didn't really happen. Um, I live in a society where a would-be president cannot be presidential, even if his life depended on it. Um, I see, like, an administration, actually, an Incompetence Inc., that pretty much have ran out of people who were smart enough to say, you know what, this is just too stinky for me, I got to go. Or, like, he's just firing people left and right because he wants to do his own thing. Which is not what a president does. I also live in the generation where people, and, and, and some of y'all don't do this, not, not, not a lot of y'all do this, but some of y'all will elevate people that you're supposed to boycott. You talk about them too much that you instantly revive their popularity. You know what I mean? Like, Channel Awesome is going through so much stuff right now because of the way they treat the people that used to work with them. And I'm not going to say work for them because they didn't get paid. I mean, if anything, they were more volunteers than anything, even though a lot of those great people did help make that site into something great. Now, personally, I don't like Doug Walker. I don't care for the nostalgia critic. I don't care for the style of reviewing he does. But the other people, they were okay. I mean, Link Carr had his moments, but 
Spoonie was really funny until, like, the controversy got to him. Uh, Lupa, to a point. Um, like, just about everybody else on there was okay. Um, Nostalgia Chick was alright, you know. Like I said before, they, but they made the site, pretty much. You know, if you didn't care for the main guy, the other people, you know, they, they were the ones that actually kept it going fresh. It's kind of like when you watch anime and you don't like the main character, you know what I'm saying? Like, I watch Nami more than I watch Luffy put it that way but going back into what i was saying though right now everybody's sitting there talking about change the channel they're talking about how they can improve or they saw the response from mike michonne and everything else and like it wasn't really a good response and it wasn't it sucked i mean that was just bad pr but apparently they don't have anybody to do their public relations for them so as you like look at that wild stuff you're just sitting there saying "Mm -hmm, yeah okay that's just bad pr but it's to the point where they've always had bad PR. They've always treated these people like crap. And then the thing is, is the fact during their anniversary videos and stuff that they didn't even have food and water for them. Like, that is inhumane at best. At that point, you just say, you know what, I don't want a part of this. And you try to figure out a way to get back on home. But I know a lot of them probably didn't have a way to get back on home because, you know, the travel expenses. Because they all live in different areas, you know what I'm saying? So... I just look at this stuff and I'm like, well, the truth was eventually going to come out. I mean, if you don't treat the people right, eventually they're going to turn on you. They're either going to leave you or they're going to expose you. And luckily when they got exposed like this, you see what those guys should do is they should really say, okay, you know what? We're sorry. We didn't mean what we've done. We're going to try to do something a little bit better here. You know what I mean? And And that's how you should do it. You don't have to buffer it like that. The only thing is, if you know you did something wrong, own up to it. I don't know why so many people are like, oh, well, we're sorry that you feel that way, but we're not going to be sorry about this, even though we should be. Why Why is it that, and, and you know what, it seems like a lot of people do this trend nowadays. Apologizing is weak for you, huh? Because the apologizing isn't weak. Apologizing is the idea that you know you did something wrong, but you have enough clout to be like, I did something wrong, I'm going to own up to it, and then I'm going to move forward from this. If you choose to move forward from this with me or away from me, it's been real. And I'm just sorry for the way I've treated other people. You know what I'm saying? And that's all you can do. And only hope that they like you back. And if they don't like you back from that, you did the best you could. You apologized. That's all you can do. But you see, some people, they go ahead with this um, Trump Jr. philosophy like, yeah, you know, I did it, but uh, you try to prove it. Oh, if you prove it, you'll never take me alive. And all this wild stuff. It's like, you know, you get the water to douse out the flames, but a lot of y'all confuse it with gas and you burn it back up. It's like, no, no, this is not how you solve a problem. You see what I'm saying? And another thing is stop causing problems for people. Maybe then you'll probably have a reliable staff and they love the culture and they love to be there. A lot of companies are guilty of this. So as we look at like Channel Awesome going up in flames because the egos and the negligence and the lies, you got to understand this. Other companies aren't far from it. They're not. They're just as bad because you got the same kind of people's mentality in there where, you know, it's all about me and stuff like that. I think Walmart's a good example of that because doesn't Walmart have it like they don't want their people to work overtime because it chips into the manager's salary? 
interesting thing about it is that money's got to come from somewhere. But if you want them to do all that outrageous stuff that you want them to do, and in that time period, and you're not making the job feasible for them, and you're trying to screw them over, oh yeah, that overtime is a given. You're going to have to give it up. And you see, the thing about it is with me, if I was working at Walmart, I would go for every piece of overtime I can. They would have to give me a day off and stuff like that. Because I need the upkeep for J360 Productions. And it's the truth. And it's just like, when you when you look at like Doug Walker and them, I don't know, but I think Doug Walker and company will probably be okay. Everybody thinks that they're going to be over, but you see the thing about it is, roaches have a way of coming back. Okay? And so as you look at what happens is, is that they'll find something new, they'll grow another piece, they'll do all this other stuff. One way or another, I think they're going to be okay. Because remember, we were supposed to boycott the Paul brothers at one time. And Jake Paul has a poster in Walmart. Yeah, he has a poster of himself all over the place now. And it's like, you're supposed to be boycotting them. I guess, I guess like with our small memories and the way we soak into other things in media, you know, it's not important anymore. So... When you got little things like that, they're always going to creep, 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 and come back until they do something else ignorant. And then at that point, then it's a hot-button topic. But then, you know, it starts to fade away when there's no more news to. But then you see, like, the same thing goes for Cosby. I didn't even know Cosby was still in trial. I thought it was over. I thought it was out of court settlements. I thought it was a lot of this. But apparently, no, that's still going on. And then you take a look over at, like, Trump's accusers. That's still going on. You take a look over at the collusion about Russia. That's still going on. You're seeing all this wild stuff happen, but you see the thing about it is is that there's no resolution. Um, the gun control debacle. Like, what's going on with that? You see? It seems like purposely that our culture just waits on this stuff to run out of steam and you never talk about it no more. Same with the Occupy movement. Think back on that, it's like, did that even solve anything? And all I know is, is this, right? If you're looking for a dystopian nature... Or any sort of thing that has nothing to do with unity or coming together and just complete disarray all the time, you're in the right damn spot. But that's all I have for the J-Man show for right now. And this is part of a double special because episode 52 is going to land tomorrow. Hopefully it'll be a lighter tone episode, but I seriously doubt it. (laughs) But you know, I want to thank you all for coming in and hearing me out for a little bit. It's time for me to go ahead and do something else for today, but until then... You know, this is Jay signing off, and you take care of yourselves. Laters.